Heavenly Father, we bless you and we praise you. We love you. We thank you. We give you all the praise and we give you all the glory. And we just honor you in this place. Have thine own way, Holy Spirit. Use me as you see fit, God, to preach your word, God. And then God send a word to these thy people, God. We bless you. We praise you. And we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Truly giving all praise and glory and honor to God who is truly my everything. Amen. Acknowledging his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Acknowledging the gift of the Holy Ghost. For there's none other power that I stand here except for the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We certainly want to honor, amen, President Millard on today. Amen. He did tell me that he had to sneak out. Amen. But we praise God for his presence. Amen. To Dr. Hudson. Amen. To Dr. Bridget and just to all the faculty, the staff. Amen. To Dr. Watson. So good to see you. Amen. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I know we're at seminary, but this is the house of the Lord. Amen. And so we just come to see what it is that God would have us to know on today. Amen. Amen. Our scripture text can be found from a familiar passage of scripture. It's going to be taken from Genesis, the 22nd chapter. Amen. And we are going to begin reading at verse 9, and we will conclude reading at verse 14. And this is how it reads in the New Revised Standard Living, New Revised Standard Version. When they came to the place that God had showed him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the place. The Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Amen. Just from, from a few little words in, in that verse uh, that says that there was a ram caught in a thicket, I just simply want to preach just for a little bit from this thought. Trusting God in the thicket. <laughs> trusting God in the thicket when it comes to the times that we are living in today times of uncertainty times of injustice times of political madness times of racism and hatred times of poverty and hunger and times of storms that come in all kind of forms Yes, storms such as natural storms and spiritual storms, financial storms, and even family storms. We have times 
of uncertainty, such as when death shows up unexpectedly. Times of uncertainty, when the marriage falls apart, the sickness shows up, and the problems pile up on top of one another. Times of uncertainty when our children are being killed, our, our women are being sold into sex slavery, and, and our elderly are even being abused. Uh -uh. Times of uncertainty when even in our churches, times of uncertainty has surely showed up. Oh yeah, yeah, the pews are almost empty. The offering has dwindled. And even because of our own prefaces and, and disagreements, we even have the potential to have a whole denomination go towards division. And, and if that is not bad enough, if that's not bad enough, it just seems as if even today, more than ever, people are turning their backs on God and they are even walking away from the faith. Might, might, might I suggest that in these times of uncertainty, it is when we are certainly going to have to learn how to trust in God. And, and, and notice I said learn, but this is not the type of learning that we can gain from going to school, such as going to this great institutional known as United Theological Seminary, but, but this is the type of learning that we can only get from God. Oh yeah, yeah, this type of learning you cannot get from a textbook. Uh, this type of learning you cannot get from any other place but other than the source of God. And in our secular world, uh, there are many disciplines that we can learn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can learn psychology that can teach us about the mind, and we can, serve, we can learn about sociology that teaches us how to be social, sociable, and we can even learn about physiology that can teach us about the body. But, but what about in our spiritual world? I just feel like preaching a little bit, y'all. I'm just, I'm just a little plain old black Baptist preacher, so y'all, y'all excuse me for a minute. What about in our spiritual world, in our walk with the Lord, when it comes to to this matter of trust, especially in times of uncertainty, we are going to have to study what I call trustology. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trustology. Now, you will not find this word in Webster's Dictionary. But, but, but I thought, but for preaching purposes on today, I am going to define this word and, and describe it and break it down such as the Spirit gave it to me. And, and, and you see, I have studied psychology in my undergrad study, and I have studied and continually to study theology in, in my graduate study. But I have learned that the word ology means study of. And, and, and when it comes to this word trustology, the way that I understand it is that it has to be defined backwards for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have to go to the end of the word and then go to the front of the word. In other words, ology means the study of. 
love and trust means to have complete and total reliance in or upon someone or something. You see, trustology is the study of having complete and total reliance on or in someone or something. So just who is it that we need to trust in and have complete reliance on? It is none other but God himself. Oh yeah, we need to do, we need to have trustology. We need to study. We need to know what it is when it comes to these times of uncertainty. And so I just stopped by on this cold Thursday afternoon to tell you that no matter what you're going through, you have to learn how to trust in God. Oh yeah, you have to learn how no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bad it feels, you got to keep your eyes on the hills from which cometh your help. And you have got to know that all of your help cometh from the Lord. And if we study trustology, I believe that we are going to be what I call trustologists. Oh yeah, yeah. Trustologists. And if we were to search the Bible, I believe that we could find a few trustologists. Oh yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would tell us how they had to trust God in a burning, burning forest. And then Daniel in the lion den will tell us that he had to trust in nobody but God. And so I just believe I got some saints up in here that knows about trusting in God. Oh yeah, God has healed somebody's body up in here. God has made a way out of no way for somebody in here. And United Theological Seminary, God has brought us from a mighty long way. And I don't care how bad it looks. I don't know about you, but I'm going to trust in God. So I just come to ask the question, where are my folks that's trusting in God? And so as we focus on this matter of trusting, as we talk about trusting God in the thicket, let us turn to this first book of the Bible known as Genesis. This book of Genesis is known as the book of beginnings. Oh yeah, it's in this book that we'll find the, the beginning of the creation of the world. It is in this book that we will find the beginning of mankind when God created Adam and Eve. It is in this book that we will find the beginnings of of when God told Adam and Eve to, to be fruitful and multiply. It is also in this book where we find the beginning of sin and corruption and destruction when God had to send the flood on the world. And it is also in this book of beginnings that God, because of his infinite wisdom and his mercy, God began again. Oh yeah, God started all over again. And it is also in in this book of Genesis uh, that we find a man by the name of Abram. And if we were to look at Abram, Abram, when he is 75 years old, God tells him to leave his father's house, uh, leave his country, leave all that he know and go to a place that God would show him. And the record is that Abram leaves in, in faith, in blind faith. He don't know where he's going. He does not know which way to go, but all he knows is that he has a word from the Lord. And the record is that God promises to give him a covenant. He's going 
going to multiply him. He's going to give him seed. He's going he's to be the father of many nations. But the problem is that Abram and Sarai, Sarai, his wife, could not have children. And so here it is. God is promising Abram all these, these children and this seed. And, and him and Sarai has to take matters into their own hands. And that's where we get the story of Hagar. And I can't hang out there too much. But we kind of know the story where they go and they do things on their own. And they have a son by the name of Ishmael. But God tells them Ishmael is not the promise. But Isaac is going to be the promise. And the record is that at an old age they finally has this son called Isaac and now God one day God tells Abram in this 22nd chapter where we find Abram now God has changed his name to Abraham he's now Abraham and his wife is Sarah and God says get up Abraham and he tells him and this is what God said God tested him and he said Abraham and Abraham said here I am And he told him, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him for a burnt offering. And then this is what I quickly want to tell you. I just want to give you three points that's going to help us know that we need to trust God in the thicket. And the first thing that we need to know is that we have to have tenacity in the test. Oh, yeah, God tests Abraham. He told him, take your son and go to a place, and I'm going to show you the place, and then you can offer your son as a sacrifice. Now, I don't know about you, but I had a problem even right there. I'm not a mother, and I don't have no children, but I just cannot imagine God saying, I need you to take your only child and then go kill the child. But I like how Abraham does not question. He goes and he follows God. And so he goes, and so Abraham arose early in the morning, and he saddled his donkey, and he took the two men with him, and he took his son, and he cut the wood for the burnt offering, and he set out and went to a place, a distant place uh, that God showed him. And then on that third day, Abraham looked up far away, and he saw the place. And then he told the young men, y'all stay here, and and, and me and the boy, we're going to go over there, and we're going to worship. But here's the favorite part. He said, and we'll be back. You see, that's trust right there. Abraham, I just believe that Abraham knew that God was going to have to do something. God was going to have to make a way out of no way. Because here it is, God told him to sacrifice his son, but he told him, we'll be back. And sometimes you have got to tell your situation, even though it's bad and it looks like it's not going to work out. You just have to tell them, hold on, I'll be back. I need to go over here and worship God and and I need to get a little strength from God. Uh, So I just come to tell somebody, look at your situation and tell them sometimes I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. And so secondly, what you have to do, you have to call the covenant into remembrance. Abraham, he took the wood for the burnt offering and he has his son and, and he's, he's carrying the fire and the knife and the two of them are walking together. And I just believe that Abraham, in my spiritual imagination, I just believe that Abraham was going over what God had told him. God told him, I'm gonna promise, I promise you I'm going to give you this son. Uh, you're going to be a father of m- many nations. You're going to have a lot of seed coming out of you. And, and here it is, Abraham has found himself in this uncertainty where he don't know what God gonna do 
All he knows is God told him to go, so he goes. And, and so as he's going, I, I, and Isaac says, well, Daddy, and I'm doing my spiritual imagination. He looks at Abraham. He, he says, I see the wood. I, 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 see, I see the fire. But where is the, where is the lamb? Where, where is the offering? And Abraham tells him, son, God will provide. And when it comes to your times of uncertainty, you have got to remember what it is that God told you. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how bad it hurts. You have got to call the covenant back to your remembrance. Uh, you have got to remember that God is not a man uh, that he should lie, neither the son of man uh, that he should repent. Uh, if he said it, shall he not do it? Uh, and if he spoken it, shall it not come to pass? Uh, so sometimes you got to remember what God said. You got to remember that God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, you have got to remember that God said you are the head and not the tail. Uh, so I come to encourage somebody that that in your time of going through and in your time of trusting God in the thicket, you have got to call the covenant into remembrance. And so here it is. They finally get to where God has told him to go. They have finally arrived. And Abraham gets there and the record is that he takes his son he he prepares the altar he puts the wood on there and he puts the fire on there and he puts Isaac on there and in my I always thought that Isaac was a little bitty baby but research has found I have found out that he wasn't that little he probably was a teenager so I just see Isaac willingly <laughs> getting up on the altar I don't know about you, but I would not have willingly got up there. But I just believe that Abraham had enough faith in his father. And Isaac had enough faith in his daddy. <laughs> to know that God has to make a way out of no way. God has to do something. And I have come to tell you that when it comes to your situation, when it comes to your trust, because sometimes life hits us with blows and our trust begins to fail. You got to look to your father. You got to look to your spiritual daddy and say, Daddy, I know if you brought me this far, you are not going to leave me. And so here it is. This is what happens. And this is the third thing that you got to remember when it comes to having your trust in God. You have got to know that your blessing is in the bush. <clears throat> oh yeah, your blessing is in the bush. So here it is. Abraham, he has Isaac on the altar. Abraham raises up his hand. He has the knife in his hand. And all of a sudden God shows up. God shows up and said, Abraham do not touch the boy. <clears throat> do not touch the boy. And here is the whole point. My voice is trying to go out but the devil is a lie. <clears throat> But here's the whole point that I've been trying to get us to, uh, and that is trusting God in the thicket. Uh, Abraham looks over in the thicket, uh, and a thicket is a shrubbery of bushes. Uh, a thickery is some, some thick, thick bushes, and he looks and he sees a ram. And I don't have a long theological explanation about what a thicket is, uh, but I just come to tell you that your thicket is a tough place. 
place. Uh, and I have come to encourage somebody uh, that when you find yourself in that tough place, uh, you have got to trust uh, in God. Uh, you have got to put your complete trust in God. Uh, so I need to know that where are the people that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how bad it looks, that you will keep your trust in God. And the record is that Abraham offers up the ram instead of Isaac. And the place became known as Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. And we need to know that no matter what, God will provide, certainly in these times of uncertainty. We have to know that without a shadow of a doubt, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad it gets, God will certainly show up and provide. So that is what we have to do when it comes to trusting God in the thicket. You have to stick, you have to have tenacity in the test. Stick it out. Don't give up. You have to call the covenant to remembrance. Remember the promises that God gave you. Amen. As an institution, we need to remember the promises that God gave us. And then thirdly, you have to believe without a shadow of a doubt that your blessing is in the bush. And sometimes God will send your blessings in your most frustrating times, in your most hard place, in your most tough place. That's where the ram was, in the thicket. And so if I don't ever see you again, just remember <laughs> that you have to learn how to trust God in your thicket. Amen. Amen. That is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.